Inconceivable, a game of nerdery and nonsense, trivia and tribulations. And now, let's join our panelists and your host, a man who's neither foreign nor married to a Lauren, and who's hired me, not Jason, for scoring, a man who may or may not know that both Began Heated Yarn and Bayhand Teenager are anagrams of the Bayern agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dan Morin. Thank you, Lex Friedman. Welcome to Inconceivable, a game that tests two teams' knowledge of the nerdy, useless, and obscure. To my right is Team One. He took some convincing to get here, but we assure you he won't get off scot-free. James Thompson. I would just like to apologize in advance to the members of my team, the opposing team, and also the listeners. Uh, not, not to you, Dan. Yeah, no, you, you know what you did. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Now that she's on her second episode, she's no longer a guinea pig. Jean McDonald. <laughs> Thanks for having me again. I'm looking forward to playing. You can say that now. And he'll be well-behaved this time, we swear, Jason Snell. Hi, Dan. I promise not to swear at you. Uh, I... We'll see about Lex. <laughs> Who is captaining Team One on this occasion? I have volunteered mm, to be yes. good and Just, to captain the team. You got you got to lead by example here, Jason. I would like to point out that everybody on that team has a name that starts with the letter J. Indeed, that was intentional. Fix, <laughs> fix. <laughs> yeah, they're the J team. All right. To my left is Team Two. It's her first time on, so we've yet to hear an erp out of her. Annette Weirstra. Yeah, I'm a little scared, but I feel like James and I will count- counter each other with our awesomeness, probably. That's probably it. That's probably how that works. <laughs> That's one word. Yeah, I-, I guarantee it. After I edit this, you'll know for sure he's the real villain, Monty Ashley. Hi there. It's me, Monty Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on my branding. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Hashtag Monty. And we've regenerated these questions just for her, Erica Ensign. Hello. I'm happy to be here again. Happy to have you. Who will be captaining team numero dos? Monty Ashley will. Me. Mon- <laughs> Hashtag Monty <laughs> Ashley will be captaining. Excellent. As a reminder, correct answers are worth 10 points with partial credit decided by me and our scorekeeper, Lex. Woohoo! We are going to start. <laughs> no Did you just up. clap for yourself? No, okay. No, I, I clap for <laughs> okay, right, because right. I, I'm feeling bad about swearing at him that uh, one time. <laughs> and the next time. <laughs> All right, we're going to kick things off today. Round one is a game we're calling Books of the Year. This is a slight spin on a game we've played before. There are lots of stories involving time travel. I'm going to give you some years that describe a time travel story from literature. You're going to tell me for five points the name of that story, and for another five points, who wrote it. So, for How example... How snooty are you being about the word literature? <laughs> uh, that is to say, it is not visual media. This is the not movies or not word. television. <laughs> okay. No pictures? Poetry? Feasibly. Feasibly. Uh, for example, if I gave you the years 1889 to 528, that the two being, that is the, the direction of travel, uh, the answer would be... For five points, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court. And for another five, Mark Twain, because he wrote it. Everybody good? I wouldn't say good, but I understand. Everybody's <laughs> great is what I'm hearing. Let's start with James. Okay. James, 1999 to 1357. Oh. Ooh. 1999 is a really, that's a, a y time, isn't it? It's a year worth partying in. Yeah. <laughs> What happened when? in 1357? Mm. The Magna uh, Carta? Nope. That was... Uh. What's that Michael Crichton book? That um, Isn't there one where he goes back to medi- medieval? Somebody goes back to medieval times. Not the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lame time travel book. <laughs> no, it's medieval times, the restaurant, and just like in Westworld and Jurassic Park, everything goes horribly wrong and magic starts happening. <laughs> I would read that book. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. You can't later. look it up. Look it up. No, you can't look it up. Later. <laughs> so 1999. I mean, I'm gonna guess that whatever it is was probably written in 99. Hmm. Or, it, or it was the unimaginably far future. <laughs> yes, that's the true. The distant um, future when we had hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, a very long time ago. Any ideas here, Team One? I think the silence says a lot. Yeah, yeah. that does, that speaks volumes. <laughs> I don't. I actually yeah. kind of like Jean's answer, but I can't remember what that book was the, called. Like 
armor or something. I it had like a, a I remember jacket. what it was called, but I'm not telling. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. I'm also not going to say it even if you give up because that could be the answer to a different question. If uh, mm, right, yeah. true. I don't know, James. I got nothing. No, I'm, I'm sorry. With all my Doctor Who knowledge, I have no room for other time travel stories. <laughs> well, would you like to throw out a guess at least? Untitled Michael Crichton novel <laughs> by Armor. Michael Armor. Crichton. Armor. Armor. Armor by Michael Crichton. Armor by yes. Michael Crichton. Well, I will tell you, you're going to get five points because it is indeed that untitled Michael Crichton novel. The title well done, of which Jean. is Team Two. Was it Timeline or Time, Timeline? Timeline, yes. It was time called Timeline. Line. Ah. I, I read I the saw, book. I saw the movie. I never read the book. I heard the movie is terrible. The book is Michael Crichton. So it's like, it's, all right. it's, it's mildly entertaining. It's a good so page. So not turn. literature Lordy. is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> oh. It is printed on a page. I will, I will, I'll take an extremely broad definition there. Uh, all right. So that is five points for team one. Let's go to team two. Annette. Yeah. Two, I'm ready. 2011 to 1958. Um, I, I'm not sure, but I'm going to throw a guess out there. What about uh, The Time Traveler's Wife, which oh, probably I... would have been published about then and only goes within his timeline, like his age? I have not read uh, that book, so I have no idea, but I don't have any other thoughts. Yeah, like, same. Like, you mm-hmm. sound like you've got a fully formed plan, and I encourage you to go with it. That's good I've just been writing right all my my time travel books down in the hopes that maybe they'll come up. <laughs> and inventing a few along the way. It's approximately. Yeah, I should invent some. Um, so let's go with that as my guess. And I believe it's by, is it Audrey Niffelnager? She's got a great name. That's true. She does have a great name. That is indeed a book and, and the author who wrote it. It is not the answer <laughs> for this not one. the right one. Team one, does anybody over there know? I think it's the novelization of Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> no, that's 19, uh, 1955. They're very uh, clear about it. Jason, 55, 85, I'm pretty sure... I do like Dan's other clue here for this one that might help now that the answer yeah, is Yeah, there wrong, is another clue. 2011 to 1958 to 2011 to 1958 to 2011 to 1958 to 2011 to 2011 to 2011. Oh, that doesn't mm. help, though. It's fun mm-hmm. to hear. The but Butterfly Effect again. 2. Jason, I think you've, I think you've read this. Oh I well, that's it. disappointing. Well, what's what's uh, <laughs> what's what's sort of the trick here is that 1958 is in fact f- five years earlier than the most relevant event in this book. Oh, is oh, this 112263? Um, it is yes. 112263. I, I, I had that in my head, and I thought the date is wrong. It can't be that. But that's right, because he has said. to live for uh, like several years there yeah. before he can get yeah. to yeah. the Kennedy assassination. Repeatedly, yes. And I watched the Hulu miniseries. Oh, Monty, Monty, Monty. The Hulu series wasn't bad. The Hulu series is good. I would argue there are some problems with it, but I didn't. Yeah. Anyways, that's for another show. Uh, all right. No, everybody. Today we're going to be discussing eleven twenty. Oh, I'm in the wrong place. Can't Obviously, I didn't know that show. one. Team two, no points there. We're going back to team one. Gene. Okay. Nineteen seventy to eighteen eighty two. Whoa. Far off future of nineteen seventy. <laughs> this one I will say is probably. I would argue this is the toughest one on the on the list this is a hard category (laughs) it is Uh, yeah okay 1970 to 1882 you said Mm -hmm. okay 70s Hmm. Hmm. it's before i was born so i have no knowledge of it Oh, please. <laughs> That's how it works. That's bad for a time well, travel challenge. 1970 is um, when I was born, but I have no knowledge of 1882. So, <laughs> um, Well, 1970, I was 10. I can tell you. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you any specific good thing that happened in 1970. Though, besides <laughs> me turning 10. <laughs> Did anyone go to 1882 that you remember? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. And they came back and they said... <laughs> You know what? Stay in 1970. It's way better. Um, so 18, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to like think on the 1882 side of things, if that's a significant date for anything. Um, or, I mean, or if there was some um, fiction from 
18, 1880s, where they went to the far future of 1970. I do think that you gotta, we gotta think about uh, both directions. Would he have stated? The... Oh, oh, was it? Is it the? Is it a Jack the Ripper thing? Is it uh, like I was somewhere thinking of in time, time after time? Time after time. Is that the? Is that the book by? Who wrote yeah. that? Um, Block? No. Um, I believe that was Cindy Lauper. <laughs> <laughs> so She's wait. So, so I, my understanding was that you were going from the first uh, date back to the second. And time after time goes, starts in the, in the Jack the Ripper time and goes to the. Oh, does uh, it? Yeah, I, I mean it starts it. with H.G. Wells and Jack the Ripper, and they use the time machine and they end up in modern, so-called modern America. But <laughs> I did. I, I, yeah, I was kind of hoping that was going to be one of the books. Uh, <laughs> maybe it still is. Oh, oh, forget oh, I said oh, that. Oh. Oh, um, oh no, that's not it either. Damn it. Um, I think we should guess the, I, I think we should but guess. you said, oh, so many times. I know. <laughs> well, I, I think I just solved another question from the future. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so stay tuned because I traveled back to this point. Hmm. That's okay. um, I'm fascinated think, to know what that is. I, I think, uh, uh, Gene, I, I, th- yeah. I think we should go with. Uh, go with time after time. Yeah. And who I mean, wrote they that? They do eventually go, they go back. That's true. Um. Unless you can think of something I else, I mean, I, I can't like... picture the guy. I can't picture the author's name. I can picture the cover. I didn't read it. I only saw the yeah, movie. Five so. points. Is it Jack? Descri- Describe the river. Yeah. Jack, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, time after time by un- anonymous. Anonymous. Michael Crichton. By Robert. Story history there. I'm afraid not. Does anybody on Team Two know this one? Mm-mm. All right. This is probably the most obscure of the stories, but it's a book that I've read and loved called uh, Time and Again, which is written by a guy named Jack Finney. And it came that's out. It, that's yeah, that... what I said. I said Time and Again, and then I went to Time After Time. Oh, it yeah, was the yeah, other but, one. Uh... It's the one that was made into the movie it's Somewhere in not Time, right? Somewhere it's, in Time. It's similar, but they're actually different stories because Somewhere in Time was based on a Richard Matheson book. Oh, oh um, boy. But right. yeah, they have a similar, they use a similar time travel technique, which is hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And they are like, they have some weird similarities, but yeah, it's different. It was rumored that it would be turned into a movie at some point and never was. And there is a sequel that was written uh, in 95 when the, right around the time the author died. Pretty good though. I have to say, I, I liked it a lot, but that is time definitely and, yeah. the most uh, obscure one probably. I have a role-playing game called Time and Again, and it is crazy. You have to light candles and arrange the table north to south and chant things to your game master. That sounds awesome. Should, all right, we're that, doing, that sounds like you might summon I'm, something. I'm throwing out the rest of the game. We're doing that now. <laughs> totally. I'm in. Round two. Okay. Cool. We are round two. Monty. Oh, yes. Monty, 2054 uh-huh. to 1348. 2054 to 1328. 1348. In case that makes a difference. And it might. Totally. 2054 (laughs) to 1348. You'd be amazed at what a difference 20 years can make. I mean, not in the 1300s, I wouldn't. Are you sure? Have you ever been? Well, it's all the Dark Ages in there. There wasn't a lot of, Mm -hmm. like, no one's inventing the cotton gin or, you know. True. Reading. <laughs> uh, team, uh, all, um, all I know is that it's a science fiction start and a Dark Ages after I, that. I can't remember what year the uh, the book starts in, but uh, the Doomsday book by Connie Willis has her going back in time to the Middle Ages during the plague. And I don't know if the, those dates check out, but that's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head here. I've got nothing. So that um, sounds okay. Then I'm sold. That's at least a classy reference if we're wrong. We're going to go with the Doomsday Book by Connie Willis. And you were going to go for 10 points. <laughs> and in fact, as I joke there, 20 years does make a difference because in the book, the protagonist is intending to go back to a point that, and she yep. misses by 20 years and ends up at the beginning oh, of the right. Black Death. So it does make a difference. <laughs> there's bad and then there's really bad, basically. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I've learned something about my time machine plans then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Choose carefully. All right. That is 10 points for team two. Team one, background, Jason. Yes. 2021 to 1942. 2021 to 1942. Okay. So World War II. Team, any any thoughts yeah. about coming from the far future of 2021? <laughs> Oh my god, that's wow, that's really Just close. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that is pretty far. Oh no, it isn't. 
C-Lab is right around the corner, everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Time travel ending up. So many World War II tra- time travel stories, too. Um, so many television-based oh, well, ones that I yeah, can I think know. of. Mm-hmm. Well, is 12 Monkeys a, a book? Like it's, he goes to a, back to a lot of places, right? No, well, I mean, in the, in the movie, and, in, yeah. and but I don't think it's a book. I think it's a movie. Oh, okay. And it, he doesn't go to 1942. No, um, no, that's it's, right. It's got to be, be something World relevant about the period of yeah. the war. Mm, oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I, 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 oh, 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 oh. <laughs> this is good. It's that book. This is good. <laughs> um, Weapons of Choice by John Birmingham. Yeah, I gave that one to you because I'm mean. Because wow. <laughs> if you didn't get it, it would have been funny. But yes, I we- have read that book. <laughs> I, I like, know why, you have. Why are they going back to World War II and why is it from the near future? And it's, oh, yes, that's the book where uh, uh, an advanced 21st century uh, battle fleet gets swept back in time to World War II and chases the, changes the course of history. So it's funny. I'm just describing this to my fiance and she's like, oh, I've seen that movie. And I was like, what? There's no movie based on that. <laughs> Turns out there is a movie about almost exactly the same thing from like 1980. Very strange. It's about like a modern day like is it the Philadelphia experiment. No, it's not that one. There's another one. I think it's called. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I know. It's like travel. a genre. It's like a subgenre. So many time travels. I know. Uh, they're mostly it's, ships or yeah. airplanes. Well, yeah. James P. Hogan's the Proteus operation is like 1970 to 1940. Five I'll and it's a similar story. There is a movie called the final, <laughs> the final countdown. No chance that that's what it is. But yes, the, okay. the final countdown from 1980, starring Kirk Douglas and Martin Sheen, which is about nope. huh. and actually right. filmed Band Europe, actually filmed on the USS Nimitz. Crazy! Wow. I'd never heard of this movie before. We'll finish out this round, Erica. Yeah, 2055 to 66 million BC. Whoa, uh, team. Hello. Is that the only trip in the book? Then it's not The Time Machine by H.G. Wells, but it could be the short story that invented the phrase The Butterfly Effect, because those were science fiction guys going oh, the, into the uh, past to sound, shoot dinosaurs. The Sound of Distant Thunder? I think so, called? yeah. And who okay. wrote it? That's a good question. I want to say Bradbury, because that's my guess whenever yeah, I can't remember mm-hmm. an author. That was what, that was what I was going to go with, too. Do we want to go with that? Is Dan including short stories in literature? <laughs> why, why are you saying that so snootily? <laughs> <laughs> because it's a word. It's a word I hate because people use it as a weapon, and that makes me mad. That is it's not my intent. My intent was merely to say printed media. Okay, the written word, <laughs> not movies and not TV shows. Gotcha. Uh, so sure. Um, does anyone want to fact check me on the uh, actual title of the story? It sounds right. I know it's not, not just called the it. butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. Or is it a distant sound of thunder? I feel like it's got distant and thunder and sound in some configuration. I think that's a Pink Floyd album. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from um, Momentary Lapse of Reason. Yeah. Mm. That's the delicate sound of thunder. Thank you. It's probably not even right anyway, so I should stop worrying so hard. Um, yeah, let's just say a distant Sound no sound of distant thunder by Ray Bradbury. I'm gonna have to appeal to the scorekeeper on this one, Lex. I, I feel like that's uh that's a solid eight and a half points. We'll just go with eight because you hate fractions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, eight points says the scorekeeper. It is a sound of thunder by Ray Bradbury. Sound, okay, so right. there's you no were distance. so certain no distance. distance. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, good job, team. Like Excellent that. way to dig that one out. All right, nice. We have reached the end of round one. Lex Rebin, can I have a score update, please? Uh, you can, Dan, if you're looking for the scores in this game. Uh, the J team has 15 points, and the second team, where everyone has an E in their last name, has 18 <laughs> points. <laughs> I'm glad that we identified that, because it makes me feel a lot better about these things. All right, round two is the first of our fake-off rounds, in which team one must find the liar. Team one, you may bid between one and ten points on your knowledge of the following category. Team two will then provide you with three definitions of a word it is up to you to discover which of those is the real definition and which are bluffs if you get the definition correct you'll get that number of points if you miss it you will lose that number of points so bid carefully your category is sci-fi technology what do you think team 
I think we should be pretty good on sci-fi technology. Famous last words. (laughs) Says the new guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I mean, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go crazy, but what do you think, Jason? Hmm. I, I I don't want to get I don't want to get it wrong and be way behind here so early and then yeah. have a hard time catching up is the thing. So um, why don't we say I, I I'm thinking you know five or five seven. is what I had in my five. Head. Let's yeah. do five. We're gonna do five, Dan. Right. Slightly right, conservative. Right down the middle. Five points bid. Okay, team one. Your word is a t field. A period t period field. And this is in fact. A listener suggested word, so thank you to listener Alex Levine for sending this one in. Oh, listener Alex. So, for your definitions of AT field, here we go. Annette, what's an AT field? An AT field is an anomalous tellurium field, which happens when tellurium is paired with lithium. Together, they create a nearly self-perpetuating electrical field that increases the range of spaceflight. The AT field was discovered in the year 2053 and was also the inception of the Gaspra War for Control over the only known tellurium mines in 2054. Wow, lot to unpack there, but it's a combination of elements that yields some sort of field with a, a, a some sort of electrical charge. Is that what we're saying here? A, a nearly self-perpetuating electrical field. A nearly self-perpetuating electrical field. Okay, could be that. Could be something else entirely. Monty, what's an AT field? Uh, it's actually pronounced AT field, and it stands for Atomic Tesla Field. It was used in the show Buck Rogers and the 25th Century. Uh, you know the launch sequence that they reused in the original Battlestar Galactica series? In Buck Rogers, you can hear somebody saying, charge the AD field just as the ships are launching. So you've definitely heard this before. Interesting. All right. So it might be the, the AD field originating in Buck Rogers, or it could be that self-perpetuating charge field, or it could be something else entirely different. Erica, what's an AT field? It's totally an absolute terror field, uh, which is a force field barrier uh, that is produced by the creatures that are called angels in Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's like orange and it like kind of goes um, and is like kind of like an octagon that sort of like pulses. It's really cool. How's it go again? I don't know if that's what it sounds like. I love that we got more more descriptive as we went along. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what it looks like it sounds like all right those are our three definitions so it could be a uh the absolute terror field it could be a 80 field from buck rogers or it could be the i'm sorry i've forgotten the telluride field from uh annette's answer it could be one of those any of them really team one you got to figure out which one it is well, I kind of think that the 80 field is just a bit on the nose with 1980s I'm I'm not sure about that one. I like the sound effects in the last one, which is kind of <laughs> pushing me towards that as it being the correct answer. Because where you, would do you know things would, about anime that seemed unless unless you're like oh yes Neon Genesis Evangelion I totally get that then yeah, well, I'm skeptical I, I, about. I know nothing, oh. but it was said with the most conviction of the three. <laughs> James is yeah. a first timer here. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I feel fairly strongly which one it is, but Gene, I'm interested yeah. in your read before I say that. Um, well, I think I would go with Monty's definition, um, only uh, based uh, not based on really knowing anything, except that having sound effects seems uh. delightful and slightly suspect to me, <laughs> since these definitions are given to us the in writing. Gaming is delicious. <laughs> I'm so, so I'm so trusting. That's that's why I think the the right answer is. So I feel very strongly that the right answer is Annette's. That uh-huh. it's the 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 space flight mixture yeah. element thing. Yeah, I mean that 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 I think you're right. Okay, okay, go with. We're gonna pick Annette. We go with the captain. All right, Annette. They think an AT field is some form of self, nearly self perpetuating electrical field. Is that true? It's such a lie. It is oh, a no. bluff. Yes. I feel like Who I had won. the correct definition of the AT field. Bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> if only you had seen any anime, James. Indeed. I, I, I picked the correct answer. I just was 
invited you can that. feel good yeah, about that in your heart i felt yes. that that was there was no way in the world that that could possibly be the right it is a so weird show i, I love it that is a show weird so show <laughs> but yeah the absolute terror field totally a thing mm-hmm. it's very strange very strange show there is in like larry niven books or something there is a there is a field that is like the stasis field or whatever that is mm. very similar i think to um, the kind of stuff that was going on with Annette's answer. So I thought it was very plausible. Nothing new under the sun. Hmm. And I don't know from anime, so, you know. <laughs> that <laughs> is the end of round two. Lex, what are the scores like? Well, uh, that was a negative five round for the J-team. So the scores are now, Dan, uh, by my calculations, 10 for the J-team and 18 for team everyone Ooh. has any. All right. See, that's why we didn't bet, that's why we didn't bet 10, <laughs> folks. Yeah. Anybody's yeah. game. Anybody's game. All right, so we'll move on to round three, a game we're calling A Person of Many Names. Many identities have been held by more than one person in fiction. I'll give you a series of three fictional characters. If you can get to the alternate identity of these people on the first name, you get 10 points. If you can get the alternate identity on the second name, you'll get seven points. And if it takes you to the third name, you will get four points. For an example, if I gave you Cummerbund, Ryan, and Wesley... The answer would be the Dread Pirate Roberts. All three of those are names of people who have been the Dread Pirate Roberts. Mm. So you're going to get different mm-hmm. fictional. These are all fictional characters. Annette, we're going to start with you. Okay. Your first name is Terry McGinnis. Hmm. Um, That's a I'm weird first name. <laughs> it is a weird it first name. <laughs> His Very last well. name is... It... <laughs> <laughs> Terry McGinnis. It doesn't ring any I'm just bells like, for me. It rings no bells. I'm just thinking about beer right now. <laughs> and He's it Mr. Is Guinness, yeah. So hmm. I, I can't help you with that one. I don't know if Monty has anything. No, it sounds familiar, but not familiar enough to have anything connected to it in my head. Hmm. You can always ask for the second name. It only takes us down to seven points. Okay, let's get the second. All right. To Terry McGinnis, add Jean-Paul Valley. That rings a bell, but it's not a very loud bell. <laughs> it's not. It's not my bell, though. <laughs> no. Jean, Jean-Paul Valley? Valley. V-A-L-L-E-Y. It's a distant sound of a bell. <laughs> I, think, I think these are Batman, and I think Terry is the Batman Beyond uh, kid. Mm. Because there's this Batman Incorporated uh, thing where they did Batman from all over the world like kind of a epcot experience (laughs) i would go to that theme park (laughs) it's probably got a a million and a half bats in it though at this point (laughs) i think these are batmans annette do you do you want to go with that or do we want to dip down to four points and take another name um i don't know what the strategy is Mm -hmm. i'm like tend to be like go for it (laughs) But it's your turn. You do I don't know if that's. I was like, you'll get it. You get a guess. Strategy. You can guess on this, and you can still get the next name if you guess oh, incorrectly. Oh, okay. Well, then let's let's try Batman. You think these are Batman? That is correct. <gasps> yeah. Monty was right. Terry, Terry McGinnis is the Batman from Batman Beyond, who is mentored by Bruce Wayne. Jean Paul Valley is also known as Azrael. He is the one who takes over when Batman's back got broken back in the nineties. <laughs> And he's you, a jerk in one of the Arkham games. He just shows up. He is a jerk in the Arkham you. game. Yeah. And you did not need, of course, Bruce Wayne. Ah. <laughs> oh, even I would have gotten that. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> oh. All right. Seven points for team two. Team one. James, your first name is Juan. W-A-N. Hmm. Juan. Hmm. Singulars. it's not even a distant sound of thunder bells um anybody Mm -mm. nothing is no i want to no w-a-n single name boy oh i don't i don't think i i can do it no, I think we're going to need a Oh, we second. can guess, though. We can guess, oh, though. We can. we can guess something. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess so, coming up. With, so, with me, the entirety of literature ahead of us. Take a dartboard. <laughs> it's, it, it's not just literature, though. It's like anything. Right, Dan? Yes. Yes. Yep. yep. Our thing was Batman. Um, <laughs> it's very literary. Um, uh, uh, how, about, uh, how about Ray Salt Ghoul? Okay. 
We'll go over that. I like, I like that. That's a great guess. Uh, it is not correct. <laughs> but I like it. It was a good one. Yeah, Stop points. That's fine. That's fine. To Juan add Kyoshi. K-Y-O-S-H-I. Oh, boy. Uh, is this the Avatar? Uh, the last airbender? Avatar Kyoshi. Avatar Roku. Avatar. That, that's good to me. Yeah, let's go with that because we have no clue. Avatar. All right. Uh, you're guessing it's the Avatar? That's correct. All right. Oh, we have done. a clue and it's Gene. <laughs> Gene yes. is our clue. Juan is the first Avatar. Uh, Kiyoshi is the... He, there's a special where they go back in like a two-parter where they go back yeah. and, and do his origin. Uh, Kiyoshi is the uh, two ago, I think, right before Roku. So, yeah, and she's you, the Earth. She's pretty bender. awesome. Uh, and you did not need Aang, of course, which probably would have been <laughs> a giveaway. What this is telling me is I need to watch more anime. I think Juan uh, <laughs> was, the, uh, was the replacement Zoro as well in the <laughs> 60s when the original Zoro broke his back. Right? I'm going to save our uh, re- listeners a little time and point out that Avatar is not anime it is in fact an american <laughs> thank production you. Thank, you. Uh, okay. thank you i would have done it if you did uh, yeah. uh all right let's see so speaking of monty monty we're back around to you i believe julie walker julie walker julie walker hmm. your lights are on <laughs> <laughs> really familiar, okay. 1974 Honda it does sound familiar but i don't have anything doesn't julie sound walker, familiar please to come me. to the front desk julie walker please come to the front desk well because we had batman last mm-hmm. time my instinct is to guess catwoman on the grounds that i know there have been multiple catwomen sure i well if we can if we can just guess yeah your logic is sound so have at it mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't know who halle berry was playing but it wasn't selena kyle so <laughs> then we're going to guess Catwoman. It's an excellent guess. It is not correct. I like how the default right. guess is some form of Batman character. <laughs> That's what happens when you right once. Yeah, when you Monty, lead with Batman. Of Julie Newmar there. Julie Newmar. <laughs> yeah, I was. Probably. Probably. All right. To Julie Walker, add Christopher Walker. That, that, Whoa. that actually makes it harder. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Do you mean Christopher Walker? Yeah, Ah, yes, so sorry. Julie Typo. Newmar and Christopher Walken, what movie were they in together? <laughs> what did they both, what character did they both play? I mean, that is a... Julie Newmar and Christopher Walken walking to a bar. You haven't seen Christopher Walken's Captain. I mean, it's brilliant. <laughs> they really, it's Eartha oh, Kitt who talks more like Christopher Walken. Okay, so this is a character that has been male and female. Probably. I mean, not necessarily. Yeah. But, um, hmm. hmm. Yeah, I, I got nothing. So I feel like that means it's somebody in a who wears a mask. Again, I suspect that I'm just guessing this because it sounds like the first guess that was correct. But something in the Zorro category, I feel like. Cause, or maybe it's Captain Marvel. Yeah. Haven't there been uh, men and women as Captain Marvel? I just feel like that's timely since we just saw it last night. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. fun. And well, also, obviously, there are multiple Captain Marvels from different comic book companies, so that would be a great uh, mm. trick. I in believe this. it's Captain's Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly all enough, right. they're all attorneys general, though, <laughs> and they live on Cull's de Sac. <laughs> there are not a lot of superheroes with any other rank. There are not a lot of lieutenants or majors. They're all mm. suck at Captain. Yeah. That's true. Uh, we're going to guess Captain Marvel. Excellent guess. Incorrect. Yeah, she flies. She doesn't walk. Famous for never walking. Yeah, you know, that's more relevant than you might think. Uh, To Julie Walker, Christopher Walker, add Kit Walker. Still don't have it. (laughs) I don't know. Isn't Kit Walker the Kit Texas Ranger? Isn't that how it works? Yeah. That was what, when I read this to my fiance last night, she's like, they're all Walker, Texas Ranger. I was like, I don't watch that show. (laughs) Okay, so it sounds like the family affair, whatever it is. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's the Phantom. That is correct. It the, is the Phantom. The, the ghost who walks. The ghost who walks. The name is passed oh. along. Okay. And he runs around in a purple. Yep, runs around in a Africa. Purple spandex in Africa. Uh, a little weird. So but mad at myself. Yeah. Good work, Monty. Excellent. Nicely done. Uh, I thought you might know that, Monty. You're saving but yeah, us, that's Monty. A, that's a tricky one. Uh, four points on that one. We go to the other side. accepted. <laughs> we go to the other side. Gene, <laughs> your first name is Maddie Franklin. M A T T I E. Franklin. Ooh. Hmm. 
Can it be Avatar again? I'm going to rest on my laurels Is it more for a little Batman? bit. Batman? Yeah. <laughs> um, All the answers are Batman. Batman. Uh, Batman. Um, oh. Maddie Franklin. Some other vigilante figure. Yeah. Ra's al Ghul. Maddie Franklin. Maddie Franklin. Franklin. Franklin Roosevelt. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. Is it a mint? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brain right, trust is working um, overtime over there. I guess we should throw out a guess, but yeah, I, like I, I don't have a deep bench of people with multiple, uh, multiple people who played one. Or multiple characters who were themselves sharing a role as a character sharing a role yeah, yeah. Um, um why don't we mm, we should just throw something out like uh like the hulk <laughs> that would be great <laughs> okay the hulk it is not the hulk okay to maddie franklin add julia carpenter you wouldn't like her when she's angry <laughs> <laughs> Why do uh, birds suddenly appear? <laughs> Reference acknowledged. Julia Carpenter. Mm. That sounds familiar. Mm. Yeah. Mm, does it? <laughs> she was one of the um, carpenters. Right. Does Julia Carpenter give them something to build on? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, to you know, go like conventional female characters that had the role played more than one person and um I, I honestly can't think of any i'm just not the comic book person and kind of has uh, to be comic booky in order yeah. to pull this off like yeah, i kind of i, I kind of want to say like um james you know you know some some batman related things could it be like uh like alternate bat girls um, and that'd be I a mean, spin because we wouldn't be guessing Batman this time. Yeah, I mean, the, the Batgirl is, I think, isn't that usually, you know, Commissioner Gordon's daughter? Sure, but do, are there other Batgirls? The, the, or are there it, other, I don't know. This sounds, I don't know. I want like badly to jump in here, but I clearly... Is Is it... We welcome your input, Dan. I mean... <laughs> I mean... He wouldn't do two Batman-related things. <laughs> wouldn't I? <laughs> Famously averse to Batman. In well, one about, box, like, a Batman. How about like an Arrow, an Arrow uh, heroine like, like Black Canary? like the Canaries, yeah. I have or, or, uh, only watched the show. Uh, but Dan says he wants to jump in, and that does uh, kind <laughs> now of... Now you're metagaming my jokes, which is... Because he wants to jump wait, wait, in because right, Supernatural. We should Supernatural. <laughs> Uh, should I say white canary? Well, white canary. There's many canaries, right? <laughs> no, I, I think black canary is more. Uh, red, your red canary, your blue canary, like your purple canary. Right. Oh boy, the canaries. Canary. Eventually, they <laughs> off against the lanterns. Let's just very let's colorful. just uh, let's let's say canary and see if Dan requires us to provide <laughs> more information. Yeah. <laughs> okay, canary, Dan. I'm just. I'm not even going to deign that with a response. We're just going to go to the third name because it's incorrect. <laughs> Uh, and this is the gimme uh, to Maddie Franklin and Julia Carpenter. Add Jessica Drew. Oh, it's Spider Woman. Spider Woman it yeah. is indeed. They have all held the name Spider Woman. That is Damn it. four points. Alternate spiders, Dan. Alternate yeah, spiders. I, you know, timely, timely again. I wouldn't have gotten all right. any of those names. Okay, <laughs> Erica. Yeah. Great. We we go to you with Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor. <laughs> that sounds familiar. That's what I'm shooting for. Sounds familiar. While you're thinking about that, I'd like to say that if you think about the term and or, and it's and slash or when it's written, <laughs> uh, my friend, and Dan Warren's friend, uh, Mike Kaplan, once pointed out that the slash in and or means and or. So I'd just like you all to ruminate on that. <laughs> Lex, right. you also want to share with what you, told, what you just told me before that last question was over? Until today, I did not know there was a spider woman. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I did either. Let alone more than one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, team, does Cassian Andor sound familiar to you? I mean, C Cassian was the the name of a character in um, Rogue One. Rogue One, yep. But I think this is the guy from Rogue One. Okay, so did he have a 
character that he was playing within the fiction of that film. I, I only saw it the once, the, and I don't remember it. They did long. identify themselves as a group as Rogue One, so that might be the answer. Like, Oh, I like it. Okay, mm. Rogue One. I like that guess a lot, actually. I might give you a point for that. Um, this one is also a little unfair, <laughs> so I might give you a point anyways. That's not correct. That's not what oh, I was well. thinking of. So to Cassian Andor add Alexander Callas. Okay, that does that one doesn't sound familiar in any way, shape, or form. Anybody else on my team? No. Apparently, nope. I'm in terrible. At he this. was uh, the dad on Webster. <laughs> <laughs> That's Alex Karras. So close. So close. Uh, are you guys okay going with the last name? Which uh, Dan calls the gimme name, but so far I have not known this most one of them. is. This one's hard. <laughs> I would like a gimme name. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> gimme. Yeah. Give us. Uh, all right. To Cassian Andor and Alexander Callis at Ahsoka Tano. That actually does sound familiar, but it. Well, I know who she not, is. She's that cool Jedi that's in Clone Wars and Rebels, and she uh, has uh, big old head tendril things. So, so Her what's a kind of So are they all clones? She's not a clone. She's awesome. You take that back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just finished watching Star Wars Rebels, and there's a couple really dramatic moments with Ahsoka in it. Mm. So, is there a a like a code name? That, that she uses that everybody else perhaps also would have used? Uh, she's called Padawan a lot, but all Jedi are called Padawan at some point. Yeah, allegedly. I feel like that's not a character name. That's a designation. No. But I don't know what her code name would have been. Like, I know who Ahsoka... I swear to God, listeners, I know who Ahsoka <laughs> Tano is. <laughs> you have to believe They're all me. yelling at you. Yep. Just out of curiosity, don't say, don't say it if you do, but does anyone on Team 1 know this one? Team 1 yeah. has a vague yeah idea but it's just yeah i'm reach. circling it i feel like i'm circling it just like they are where i i from the beginning i've been sure it's star wars and i've yeah. been trying to think of what uh exactly the role is that they are playing okay. i'm trying to remember the code name that um you know what? No, james you want to stop you want to stop there <laughs> no keep talking keep talking let the man finish Go on, on to something <laughs> i don't yeah my only guess is Padawan, yeah. which I don't like as an answer. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's wrong because the, because of the way Dan was asking the question. To yeah. <laughs> it should be wrong. That should not be the answer. It's just the only thing I can think of. Yeah. The Cassian I'm thinking of wasn't a Jedi, so even that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, All is right, there why don't you take a leader? Why don't you take a shot, Team Two? I guess we'll just say Padawan. Well, even though that's we know that it's that's not right. I, we, I don't think we have a better guess. Uh, team leader. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you, Lex, one or two points. I'm just, this is a purely a discretional thing because I feel a little... This question's a little of we a trick We did question. recognize who most you of did. those people That's were. Fine. Two. All right, Lex has two Thanks, points. Lex. Uh, the team one, do you, do you know? Fulcrum. Yes, that's correct. Oh, the code name. They're all code, code named name. Fulcrum. Fulcrum. That is correct. That middle, was that middle guy the Callus. guy with the Ag weird... Yep, the Agent Callus. Facial hair configuration who switches sides partway through Rebels? Yep. That would be that'd be oh, correct. He's so much fun. Uh, the Cassian thing is like kind of a supplementary material thing that Diego Luna appears in where they call him Fulcrum. So mm. that is sure. not in any of the shows or anything. But I was surprised to see it when I looked it up. I was like, oh, that's good. But I'm going to give you a couple <laughs> points because Rogue One was a good guess and you knew who all the people were. Okay. Let us finish out this round. Jason. Oh boy. Isabel de Romeo. <laughs> Can I get a spelling? I-S-A-B-E-L-D-E-R-O-M-E-U. Team, any thoughts? Isabel. It's a nice name. <laughs> that is a thought. Good thought. That's a good thought. <laughs> Hear more of James um, on the rebound. <laughs> no ideas? Um, no, I mean, it, well, no. The uh, uh, only thing I would want to try, I'm unraveling a little is the spelling of that last name does it like signal any particular Sounds nationality french or to me mm -hmm. french to Ramu. Mm. yeah um but i was already pretty pretty low on ideas for the last female persona <laughs> we know it's not Spider Woman now. Or oh no, we don't it. know actually. Do we? <laughs> no, we don't know. That's true. I'm pretty sure. I well, I have no way of knowing. I didn't even know Spider Woman existed either <laughs> until today. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, uh, Dan the the black cat. 
Black cat. Good guess. Not correct. Two, Isabel de Romeo add Alejandro Murieta. Okay. Is also a nice name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Alejandro Murieta? M-U-R-R-I-E-T-A. Mm-hmm. Silence, the best podcast. Uh, well, <laughs> he keeps coming up, so I'm just going to go ahead and guess Zorro. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> I kept waiting for someone to say it since you kept bandying it about. You did not need, of course, Don Diego de la Vega. Don Diego. Who is the, the canonical Zorro, but Alejandro Murieta is the character played by Antonio Banderas yeah. in the Zorro movie. Mm-hmm. And Isabel yep. de Romeo yep. is a, the, I want to say, I don't know if she's a love interest, but she's in the Isabel Allende Zorro book that came out a few years back. Hmm. So you didn't go with anything from Zorro the Gay Blade. You know, I looked at that and I was like, nah, that looks controversial. I'm just going to avoid that one. <laughs> uh, excellent. That is seven points for that last question. And we've reached the end of round three. Lex, give me the scores. Dan, three rounds in, it's a three-point game because the J-team has 28 points and everyone has an E, 31 points. Oh, it is close. All right. That brings us right into round four. <laughs> The second of our fake-off rounds, fake-off, faker, furiouser. This is Team 2's chance to bid for points in the following category. They can bid between 1 and 10 points. If they get the definition correct, they get the number of points. If they do not, they lose that number of points. You may bid based on the following category, fictional materials. Fictional materials. Dan's categories are always intensely broad. That's to give people room to bluff. Well, we're up by three points, team, so I think we should not bid. I think we should bid three points. I was so thinking that, that too. Lose, we're yeah, even. I was thinking we should be conservative. Yep. Okay. That's usually not my right. style, but since we are all on the same page, I say we do it. <laughs> okay. Dan, we are a bunch of chicken liver cowards. <laughs> Yellow belly. We would not make it in the Old West. People would be cracking wise on us all day. <laughs> Uh, we're going to bid three big points. All right. Big three points bid in the category fictional materials. Team two, your word is Aranak. A-R-E-N-A-K. Aranak. Our first definition comes from James Thompson. So as I'm sure that everyone here knows, Jedi lightsabers are typically built using crystals as a power source. What you may not know is that during the time of the Great Sith War, at least according to the Knights of the Old Republic games and books, they were also built using stones, specifically Aranak stones mined on the planet Cadrill. All right. Could be stones used to make lightsabers at some point in Star Wars history. Could be something else. Gene, what is Aranak? Okay. So Aranak is a synthetic metal and it is vastly superior to steel. Um, It's usually transparent, and it requires salt to make it. Where's it from? Aranek? I don't think she's required to give us that information. I don't get that. It's just not a spelling bee. That's that's, (laughs) that's her discretion to give the source of it or not. So it could be a, a synthetic metal superior to steel. Could be those stones used to make lightsabers. Could be something Jason's about to tell us. Dune, desert planet. No, um, <laughs> uh, people move. care about Dune in the Dune series by Frank Herbert and his son and a lot of other people because it is the only place in the galaxy where you can get the spice melange, which is a drug that is useful in navigating the galaxy. What you may not know is that Aranak is the rare element found on Arrakis that bubbles explosively to the surface and is then refined by the sandworms to make melange. Mm. All right, so we have the raw material, the raw element used to make spice in Dune. We have a synthetic metal that is transparent and requires salt to make, and we have stones that can be used to build lightsabers. One of those is correct, Team 2. The choice is yours. Okay, so uh, well, team, Aranac, what do you got? Aranac sounds totally like something that would have come from Dune, which is why I don't trust it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the planet mm-hmm. in Dune is Arrakis. Arrakis, yeah. Arrakis. Ah, hmm. That sounds like a good uh, alley they're leading us down. I will say that I do not believe the Knights of the Old Republic story on account of I played those games and have vivid memories of wandering around collecting specifically kyber crystals. Ah. Kyber, a previous word used on the inconceivable. True. Mm-hmm. I don't recall having to pick up stones as well. Was... Is, there a, is there a Star Wars thing that happens before Knights of the Old Republic in which they could have been stone-based? 
Probably, but he specifically said Knights of the Old Republic games and books. Ah. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. as somebody who's played those games, I don't recall any of that, James. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure it was a Knights of the Old Republic? It's Trixie. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I trust you, Monty. So mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards the synthetic metal that is vastly superior to steel and also see-through. But she didn't it's give very us simple. where it came it's from. It's transparent aluminum, Vladdy. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm wondering if maybe it was just she came up with it and like it's a great sounding definition, but didn't come up with a property. <laughs> This 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 section is always it's, what sells me, all metagaming. What sells me on it is the phrase "vastly superior" because these things are always vastly superior to stuff that actually <laughs> See, exists. That's, right? That's the phrase that 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 threw me off because I felt like it was that's like a low definition sounding phrase, like you know, rough hewn <laughs> hempen. <laughs> Welcome to low definition. I'm your host, Steve Lutz. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the Dune one sounds too perfect, but maybe it sounds so perfect because it's right. There's a valuable three points at stake here, guys. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) all the time you need for the three points. Initially, the Dune one felt right, but I I don't know if that's being tricksy. The the steel one just feels so clean and simple. It sounds like both of you are leaning towards the Dune one. I I don't know. I mean, But thinking it's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably one of these three. Jason's not a big Dune Let fan. me tell you more about lightsaber stones. Yeah, Jason doesn't like Dune, but he would use Dune to torment us. If this is the if this is the correct answer, he, it was given to him. <laughs> Look, like most people who don't like Dune, I've read four Dune books. Okay, <laughs> the more you've the more Dune books you've read, the worse the average quality of the yep. books you have read. <laughs> true, also true. true fact. True fact. I've read one and a half Dune books, and I was like, ah, that seems good. I'm done. Yeah, that's about I what I did. I do offer one piece of advice. You are only wagering three points. <laughs> <laughs> right. Captain Monty. Yeah, I... Lex gave you two points out of pity earlier. Come on. Ca- Captain Monty, I will, I will defer to you. I, I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other. I just don't think it's the lightsaber thing. Mm-hmm. All right. I... Annette? I actually support, I think it's not the lightsaber. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. And then down to a coin flip. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, jeans then, unless last chance to object. Nope. Go for it. No, it's... All right. We're going to say that it is indeed a synthetic metal, vastly superior to steel and see-through from parts unknown, <laughs> like the best wrestlers. <laughs> Gene, they think it is a synthetic steel. Is that what Aranac is? Yes, it is in <laughs> fiction, but yes. <laughs> That right. is correct for three points. It is from the Skylark series by E.E. E. Doc Smith. Oh, I've tried to read those. I will point out that the stones thing was entirely accurate, apart from the name of the stones. It was Kunda stones rather than Aranak stones. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you were too defensive about your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Solid fluff work. All right. We are going into the last round, but before we do, Lex, give me one more score update, please. Hey, it'll be my pleasure, Dan. In second place, it's the J team with 28 points. And in first place, it's the other team with 34 points. A six-point delta. All right. Still anybody's game going into round five. Round five, a game we are calling Spiance Fiction Double Feature. Credit to our good friend, Tony Sindelar, for helping to devise this round. He's no friend of mine. To celebrate the release of a much-heralded new sci-fi spy thriller. (laughs) (laughs) We've mashed up a sci-fi movie. With a spy movie, divine the title of the new movie from the melded plot. As usual, this is basically there is an overlapping word between the titles. Let us start with James Thompson. Okay. James, a secret agent, must learn from his own deaths to stop a media mogul from starting a war. Well, the media mogul starting a war is the Bond one with uh, Jonathan Price. Yeah, the view to a kill. Oh, no. That, no, no, it's not. Tomorrow Never Dies? Oh, what is oh, it? So is this it? Edge of Tomorrow Never Dies? Uh, there you go. Ten points. <laughs> That's a tough one because there's two names for that movie. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, but... I know. Uh, that was a little tricky. <laughs> Live, die another day, repeat. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that would have been good. Annette. Okay. A man mistaken for a spy who doesn't exist evades capture by androids run amok. Um, I think okay, I might. Guys. Ha- I think I might have half of it. What, well, what, what half? Do you have? Uh, a man mistaken for a spy who doesn't exist is probably North by Northwest. 
So it's North by Northwest World. Ah. Ten points. Nice. <laughs> well done. Teamwork. Yeah. Thank God I'm on a Gene. team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Gene, equipped with special sunglasses, a spy uncovers subliminal messages from a Caribbean dictator who is trafficking drugs. Whoa. What? <laughs> uh, they, oh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, can I jump in here? Yes. Yeah, Gene, please. or at least I'll strongly suggest it's, it's, they live and let die. Uh, I'm yeah. okay. There it is. We're going through it. Live and let die. Repeat. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I was still grokking the the description. <laughs> Monty. Oh God. Uh, after aliens destroy the world's most famous landmarks, a police detective must stop a mysterious international assassin. Um, Independence Day of the Jackal. Nice. Ten points. Bell's getting work out on nice. this round. Lord. Jason. A CIA agent teams up with a KGB agent to track down an alien who has convinced a widow to take him to Arizona. <laughs> okay, well, that's... <clears throat> Which, so the alien yeah. came all the way to Earth. Gene helped. Just... <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to go to, to Arizona. Make... I don't know. So that's Starman, right? Jason? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, and what's the CIA KGB... Um, James, do you have any thoughts here? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking CIA, KGB, movie. PD. Sounds like an 80s. Yeah. Um, is it like the star man who knew too much? <laughs> um, what? Is, it, is there a star? I'm trying to think of CIA, yeah. KGB. Dan, could you please read the fake synopsis again? There's nothing fake about this synopsis. <laughs> it's a real synopsis that I wrote. Uh, you fake a CIA on. agent teams up with a KGB agent to track down an alien who has convinced a widow to take him to Arizona. CIA and KGB team up. Like, who would be the actors in that? <laughs> what? No. Uh, it does sound like, you know. What was the one with Arnie in it? Was that? Hello from the Magic Tavern. <laughs> Twins. <laughs> No. <laughs> Batman forever. <laughs> it's always Batman. That's what I get told. Um, ah. We can't win if we get this right anyway. <laughs> I mean, why did we try? <laughs> yeah. Wow, fatalism. That's... Uh... <laughs> you could win. If you got this question correct and the, fi- the other team gets their question wrong, you could win. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if we get this wrong, we can't. So there's actually a lot okay. of pressure on us. Okay. This is not no pressure. No pressure to all the, all the pressure. <laughs> I'm calculating the scores with PCALC, so I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the money is in the post. <laughs> I'm almost positive it's Starman. That's the the Karen Allen and, and uh, Jeff Bridges, the alien that reconstitutes himself as her husband. Uh, who's dead, so she's a widow, and they okay. go on a road trip. And I feel like it was to Arizona because he had to go somewhere where a spaceship could pick him up again. Um, so star Arizona. and man, anything. Uh, so is, is star the middle word that we're looking for, or is it? Man? Right, right, I don't know. Uh, the man who knew too much, that's... Uh, I don't think that's a, a, a pairing of a KGB and CIA agent. But you think I could think of at least one. There were so many. I'm going like, to need an movie. answer here, Team One. Okay. Um, Are you? Jason, it's your question. So I, I, I'm going to kick myself, but right now I'm just going to have to say uh, Starman Who Knew Too Much. All right, you are you are going to get five points because Starman is correct. Uh, does Team Two have this one? Starman from Uncle. The Starman from Uncle. Uh, indeed, yeah. we are nice. idiots. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> it's, a, it's about a CIA agent who teams up with a KGB agent. Yeah, weirdly enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, that's just a TV show. It was a TV show. Yes, remade and it's a movie. Movie. Uh, finally, to end everybody's pain and suffering. <laughs> Erica, a young intelligence analyst colleagues are all murdered, so he flees back in time to the Wild West. Um, an intelligence analyst's colleagues are all murdered. Is that Mission Impossible team? I have no idea. And uh-huh. flees into, back into the Old West? 
And that could be anything, like anything in the Old West. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not even a plot element. It's just a setting. It's like saying, <laughs> and he flees to the forest. <laughs> well, if it's supposed to be a spy movie and a science fiction movie, then... There was that Cowboys and Aliens movie. Mm. I can't... Oh, boy. An intelligence analyst who's, who's what are all murdered? Friends? Colleagues. 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 Or is that like a Jack Bryan thing? Is he an analyst? He is an analyst. Does he have uh, colleagues that are murdered? I don't know. Probably. Probably you kill some someone point. in these movies. What are, what are so, the Jack Bryan It's movies? a tough line of work. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, is, pa- is Patriot Games one of those? Yeah, that's one of them. Oh. Dan, I uh, recommend you read that clue one more time. I feel like they're missing pieces. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will repeat it. Yeah, please do. And intelligence analyst's colleagues are all murdered, so he flees back in time to the Wild West. Okay, back in time. Okay. So- That's exactly the point I thought you were making. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so then part of it is Back to the Future 2. And... Back to the Future 2, Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I would also watch that movie. <laughs> it's the logical way. I mean, back, uh, the Fast and the Furious has to either go into space or back in time for their next movie. Yeah, you cannot contain their fastness or their furiousness in <laughs> modern times with a modern Earth atmosphere. Are there other fleeing back in time to the Old West movies that we're missing? I mean, there probably are. Yeah, the other one doesn't have time travel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've thought of one, but it... Just out of curiosity, <laughs> Team One, does anybody have... Don't say it, but does anybody have it? I do. Um, okay, someone does. All right. All right. Gene has it. All right, Team I Two. Mean, it's mm-hmm. technically Back to the Future Part Two. Okay, mm-hmm. so do we have a <laughs> spy help. movie that starts with two, or, or ends with back? That ends with back. I uh, pay pay back to oh, the yeah, future. I've got too? it too. <laughs> I mean, that was. I'm going to make up a name, and you f- tell me if this can be corrected to an actual title. Okay, okay. Back to the Future Part Two: Catch a Thief. That's uh, to catch a thief is a movie, but it is not <laughs> so close about an analyst. <laughs> I know, but yeah, maybe name... there is a spy movie that starts with. Perhaps you'll enjoy round infinitive. six. Name two movies. <laughs> 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 Perhaps I will. <laughs> oh, I, hmm, I, I feel like the other team did during their turn, except that we don't even have probably half of it. We're up by a point anyway, so I'm not that worried if it's, this is the okay. last question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have suggested docking many, many points over my anger at this <laughs> thought process. That's right. The scorekeeper is a capricious man, yeah. so you've got to be careful about these things. He's a lovely man. Yeah. He, it's time for someone else to swear at Lex, too. Really. I don't, I don't know a lot of spy movies, so... Would you like to throw something out there? Uh, I'd like to. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would like an answer. That's great. That works. We have something. We have like an exchange going. Um, <laughs> like a hostage negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> can I get you a pizza? Like, can I? <laughs> I the just only... want the answer released safely. The only movie I can think of that ends in back is Payback. And I don't think that was about an analyst either. So I'm thinking maybe Back to the Future 2 isn't even the right thing. But I don't have another Old West guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're get... I, I'm going to need an answer here. Team, anything? I say go with payback. Sure. Pay out, let's try that. Payback to the future part two. Oh. That is not correct. Uh, oh. Team one, do you want to do this really? as a chorus? So yeah. Um, yes. Okay, I'm going to channel Lex's anger here. Uh, the movie where they go back to the Old West is Back to the Future 3, oh. Days of the Condor. Oh, yes. Oh. Indeed, it is Two Back is to in the Future, future of course. Part 3, <laughs> Days of the Condor. Days of the Condor, yep. All right. I never, With I Robert never Redford. That, so. Scorekeeper, how is this all I falling out here? I might have if I'd remembered which Back to the Future movie it was. <laughs> but you didn't. I, I didn't even <laughs> Also, <laughs> you can't prove that. Also, the There's number no 2 is not the word 2. It wouldn't have worked. Ah, uh, that would, no. No, it works. It's Dan. We're not that. Listen, the, oh, we do very sloppy. The clues. rigorousness of the puns in these types of rounds is—they're <laughs> very rigorous, variable. Monty. I spend a lot of time on these. I would, hmm. I would actually support Lex in docking us points for that. Frankly, <laughs> Here's Lex, what I'm going to do. To be honest, I am not I docking you a point for that. However, I have met with the other judges, and earlier in the game, we awarded <laughs> two pity points, and we have <laughs> no, reconvened, and now we're awarded only one pity. Point. <laughs> 
would like to argue that we got most of the title of Back to the Future Go ahead, Part Three. Do some swearing. Too <laughs> much. Lex, Lex really loves Back to the Future, and he is he is very upset right now. Can I just say how glad I am to be on a podcast with Lex again? It's been such a long time. I miss him so much. Anyway, because of my capriciousness, the score ends in a tie. It's fifty-three points for everyone. Hey, score today. Amazing. All right, that is all we have time for today. Thank you so much to my panelists and to scorekeeper Lex Friedman. As a reminder, if you'd like to suggest some rounds or questions, you can always reach us at inconceivable at the incomparable.com or on Twitter at incon underscore seevable. I listen to this show just to hear the pain in Dan's voice when he has to share his Twitter handle. That sounds easy to spell. (laughs) Don't spell underscore. Use the underscore. Never mind. Anyway, thank you so much to everybody for listening, and we will see you next time. Uh, yep. That was not a bell. That was just me hitting oh, a bell. It's, <laughs> the, it's the book is called I mean, the, the book. You gave me neither a title nor an author. Um.